The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Six after 10 o'clock, welcome to the second hour of The Talking Point. We'll be talking finance with Brian Hirsch shortly. We'll be taking a look at um, health care. But Brian will, will, of course, also be responding just to some of uh, the outstanding issues that uh, you have raised uh, from last week. So he'll also give us an update. Of course, we've got quite a number of your WhatsApp voice notes coming through in terms of the various issues you wanted to raise for the first hour of the show. So I think we'll take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes and then we'll get straight into uh, Finance with Brian. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Hi, good morning, Kathy and your team. This is Flores from the Western Cape. Kathy, donkey cards. I think government should trade in all their German cars and let them ride on these uh, donkey cards. I think this is just a way to um, extract money from government because these animals needs to be fed. The vet bills, it's more expensive for an animal as for a human to go to a doctor. And tires, with those uh, uh, uncomfortable roads, you're going to have to replace tires each and every day. So I guess there's already a tender out and a tender out for donkeys who's going to to, 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 to to sell these donkeys. I think it's again these government officials is just trying to extract as much money as they can. And who's going to clean up all the donkey pool? How will these old people get onto these donkey carts, man? These are old and what about the metal? Within a month all those metal carts will be stolen. Ah come on man. That's not yeah, have a good show bye. Good morning, Kathy. Yeah, I just want to throw my two cents on the donkey cat. You know, I think for that money, uh, one can get a Toyota test or something similar. 45000 that's a lot of money. And this comes from a government which, uh, I think after 94, uh, Mr. Mangope order, ordered the, the soldiers to, to kill all the donkeys here. But here we are, 2022, they find them useful. And their spokesperson is uh, Mr. Alfius Kionyadis, who, who was Mutuni uh, FM news journalist. He would be grilling them now, but here we are. He's defending them now. <laughs> That's Pimen Kurumon. Good morning to you, Princess Kathy. Good morning to all the listeners. I'd just like to comment on the donkey cart issue. Number one, I believe it's an, it's an insult to our people. I mean, why are we going backwards in time? We need to develop rural areas and providing donkey carts as transport. It's an insult. It will take hours for that donkey cart to get to its destination. The other thing is, you know, is, is there a speed limit to donkey carts? Is there a drunken driving charge to donkey carts? What lanes do they use? Where do they travel? What infrastructure is in place for these donkey carts? It's, it's, you know, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Who got a tender for the donkey cart? 45,000 rand for the donkey cart four-seater? I mean, what does it come with? Free Wi-Fi, electric windows, aircon? It's absolutely ridiculous. It's an insult. This government of the ANC, the current ruling party, has to exit come 2024. We've had enough 
of failure. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. Too. Uh, good morning, OSKP and our listeners, Young and Rosbank in Cape Town. Hey, OSKP, you see this issue of municipalities and ESCOM. Honestly, it is unfair on ratepayers, you know. Now we learn that the assets of our municipality, M. Fulieni, have been attached. Now, what are you saying about service delivery? Really, where is Copta here? Because the real victims here are, are ratepayers. I mean, if now you're gonna attach, you know, um, 1.5 um, billion worth of assets, I mean, you are talking of, you know, the fleet for utility services. You can go to town now in Ferenatangoskepi and see the town is dirty, the rubbish is not collected. I mean, really, who are the victims here? Yeah? So, please, Copta, intervene. I mean, this is ridiculous, Oskepi. Kathimo Tlasana on SAFM. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. All right, 13 after 10 o'clock, we're talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Brian, good morning. Good morning to you, Kathy, and good morning to our listeners. You didn't bring the sun today, you brought the rain. Yes, we need rain. I'm not I mean, complaining. N- neither am I. I mean, you know, <laughs> when we pray for rain, we never say how much rain we want. You know, we just get what we... we uh, but great to see rain, and maybe we won't get water rationing in, in Caltech. Mm. <laughs> I was complaining about the, the the increasing cost of healthcare in this country, but before we get to that, you of course just want to touch on a couple of issues from last week. Yes, the first issue I, last week I spoke about having a life file, mm. the importance of having your documents in one place, and that your those that left behind understand where what your passwords or bank accounts. So I did say to you I would give a um, an, an, an address out where if you want a template of this um, life file, the, you, can, you can read it much better than I can. Okay. So the template of the life file, um, if you want to get your hands on one, you can use this email, info at anchor capital, that's A-N-C-H-O-R capital dot uh, C-O-Z-A, info at anchor capital dot uh, That's the email address to use uh, to get your hands on the template for the live file. Hey, Correct. so I'll keep this with me, Brian, okay, good. in case uh, some yeah. of our listeners want yeah. want the information later. And then the other question was, what someone asked me, how do you get hold of a will in the UK? Well, there's no central registry of wills for England and Wales. So if the deceased was from there, I'm afraid it can be difficult as you just can't get it. Here you can, and access to a will is a document you pay five or ten rand or something. Mm. There are ever some service providers who conduct searches, hundreds of solicitors' database, to look for a possible match. And very simply, their address is www.willfinder.com. Will spelt W I L finder F I N D A dot C O dot U K. And that, if you really are, if you, if you had a problem, if you've lost a loved one overseas, you're not sure what's happened, you want to get hold of the will, use that address. All right, thanks for that, Brian. Um, so I think that wraps it up in terms of the issues that you needed to. Um, report back on. So we'll get into our conversation for today. Yes, the healthcare. Now, the reason I brought it up now because it's coming to the end of the year, and a lot of schemes now allow members to either upgrade or downgrade. And I think one's got to understand what's happening. If you think of the one of the biggest costs that you could have in your budget, it is your medical aid. 
It's the largest amount, and it's increasing by anything between 6 to 8% a year. And if inflation is a bit higher, it'll continue increasing. If you work that out, over nine years, your medical aid will double, and in another nine years, it'll double again. So if you're paying 7000 to your medical aid, in 18 years' time, your medical aid will be costing you 28,000 rand. Now, when you're in retirement, you're looking to save money, not to have all these additional expenses. And I've always said at retirement, you need three components in place when you retire. You need a home paid for, you want no debt, and you need a good healthcare program. So I want to just deal a little bit about healthcare because there are a lot of different products on the market that create that create uh, healthcare. We talk about medical aid, we'll come back to that. We then talk about now hospital plans, which could be a downgrade. We then talk about gap cover. As you may not be aware, and many do know, there's always co-payments, and not only are there co-payments, many of the doctors in South Africa don't charge the tariff. That's the rate set by the medical council, and that's what the insurance, the medical aids pay on, but they charge a lot more, and there's the difference, particularly in hospital. That's gap cover. Then you may buy on your life policy dreaded disease, which means in the event of a critical illness, cancer, stroke, paraplegia, a whole range of other symptoms, there could be a payout either in full or partial, depending on the severity. Um, And I'm going to get back to medical. I'm just mentioning, and then lastly, income replacement, which means if you're working and you get sick or disabled and you can't work for a period of time, normally there's a waiting period, say three months. If you can't work for three months, Hopefully, you'll still receive your salary from your employer. If you self-contract it, you'll have to have savings set aside after the three months for the time that you're either permanently disabled and then go back to work and maybe will still be temporarily disabled. So all that is encompasses in healthcare. So you need to look at the whole package because you may be playing all over the place. But let's just get back to, to medical aids. As I said, they, they this is the increase time. Well, although Discovery being the biggest medical aid did their increases in October, they didn't increase in, Jan- in January 2022. They've increased. Now, every medical aid has, may have 15 or 20 different plans. And I can tell you, anyone who can decipher a medical aid plan, then really, you know, then maybe you should start studying maybe should become an actuary because to try and decipher all these plans. But it's important to understand that when you think you're getting a cheaper medical aid, you need to know that you must be giving up something. If you get a traditional comprehensive medical aid, it's covering many conditions. And if you reduce it to a different plan and you're paying less, there's something that you're not getting. And I always say to individuals, find out what you're not getting by paying the extra money and so that you can be informed and understand what or what you're not uh, covered for. Uh, What is important is younger people certainly maybe need hospital plans. They've got as much chance of getting injured in in a motor car accident as any of the older people, maybe from an illness point of view, but sadly that doesn't um, doesn't always work. I think what is important, this is the time to talk to a healthcare consultant. I'm not talking about a financial planner. I'm talking to someone who is 
registered as a healthcare consultant and can advise you appropriately in your plan. Now, I know a lot of people leave that and every year the companies just continue increasing and medical aid goes up. My view is you need to talk to someone who knows it. It's now early November. You've got time to decide whether don't just downgrade because you can't afford it. Rather find out what are the options, what, how does gap cover fall, and by the way, a hospital plan and gap cover. Gap cover covers the difference of what you may be charged in the hospital, particularly by the by the medical profession. It does not replace a full medical aid, but often medical aids for younger people is just rand swapping. You've got a savings account. So I think what is important in you understand in your medical aid, there are many every medical aid virtually has a commission built in for a broker. I think it's somewhere around about three percent. It may be limited to a hundred rand a month. But if you don't use the broker, you still pay for that. You still pay. And what is also important, particularly for older people, we've had a couple of medical aids go to the wall in the last six months. And what is absolutely important is that you understand how solvent is your medical aid. There's nothing wrong in you checking, particularly if you're in a smaller medical aid. In the larger medical aid, there's been a lot of consolidations. But in the smaller medical aids whose solvency margins go below 25%, there is a problem. And you need to understand that that problem needs to be dealt with. And if you're in a medical aid and you move to another medical aid, you know, was the, the, the one that I think it was called Health Something, can't remember exactly the name, but it, it, it had 25,000 members. No, no medical aid took up those members. You had to apply individually to that medical aid and when you go come in onto a medical aid there are two important issues one is there's pre-existing conditions that you may not be covered for the first 12 months and there could be a waiting period of three months. So an older person who go, is in a, medic, a smaller medical aid and that medical aid can't survive and you want to join another medical aid, you're going to have to go through all these uh, questions, you're going to have all these exclusions and that's going to could, could cause problems. But that doesn't stop you changing. If you've been in a medical aid, it doesn't chop, stop you moving while you're in that medical aid to another medical aid, a bigger medical aid, a more solvent medical aid. I'm not in any way decrying smaller medical aids, but smaller medical aids are not getting the, the, the advantage of a lot of younger members joining. So it's getting older and older and older. That medical scheme that I spoke about, uh, it, it, I think its average age is 54, Discovery's average age is 33. So you can see the risk of that medical aid. So please, my advice today is you've got time now. Get yourself a healthcare broker. You can phone the FBI, the Financial Planning Institute. You can phone Discovery. You can phone any of the companies. They'll put you in touch with an expert on the field. Have a look at all your components because in the years to come, if you don't, you're not going to be able to afford a medical aid. And who needs a medical aid? Certainly older people in retirement will make more use of their medical aid than younger people. Brian, when it comes to actually switching medical aids, what have you found people's experiences to be? Especially, you know, because you're talking about this distinction between um, your smaller medical aids versus your bigger medical aids. Is it, 
is it laborious? Is it intentionally made that way to discourage people from switching around? No, it's not there to discourage people. Mm. But every everything we do today is laborious. There's forms on everything. You have to answer all those forms. All those questions are analysed. All your health questions are analysed. But I can tell you it's a lot easier to move from medical aid if you've got a medical aid broker. And you really, you know, the problem is the waiting period. Now, a lot of people who are on chronic medications and on are, do, are with certain... Um, ailments mm. uh, for them but it's been done all the time so the healthcare specialist will explain to you either the difficulty or the ease of moving and I don't I, I, I've never moved I've always been on one medical aid uh, maybe 25 years ago when if you didn't use your medical aid you didn't use the funds you lost them now it's different if you don't use the funds you don't lose them because they're in the savings account but but you know it's worth looking at it but then also looking the healthcare consultant will have a look at your claiming patterns and decide are you in the right medical aid with taking into account all the components mm. being disability being dreaded disease and all the other components that people don't always look it's an additional cost to medical aid so if you think you're paying 14000 rand for a comprehensive medical aid and then you look and you've got a disability i'm not saying you don't need it and then you look and you've got dreaded disease before you know it you're actually spending 20 22000 in all your budget in all different places for healthcare well it becomes unaffordable. And, you know, we import a lot of our, our equipment. We import a lot of our drugs. Uh, and as the RAN weakens, those costs will go up. And, it's, you know, we, we saw, Cathy, the most important thing. With COVID, the country came together. Government and private worked together. And there's the question about NHR. Will NHR come online? Where's the money going to come from? I mean, everyone in the country needs some sort of health care. Mm. I mean, you can't, you can't have women pregnant and having babies all over the country. They can't, can't, they can't get onto incubators and all those type of things if there's something wrong at birth. So you, we need that. But how, where they, they've been talking about it now for 19 years, and I don't think we're getting any closer. So when it comes to then finding a health care broker... Where's the best place to go for that? Because I, I wouldn't really trust a healthcare broker that's, let's say, linked with a particular medical aid because ultimately they would want to ensure that they end up with the business yes, at they, the end of the yes. day. Yes, I mean, there are a lot so, of, you know, there's a lot of agents yes. who represent one company, whether yes. it be Benitas or MedScheme or Discovery, yes. and then they're brokers. And there, there are a lot of capable brokers all over the country. If you phone the medical, if you phone the medical aid itself and say, "Please, could you recommend me not an agent but a broker in my area?" They will pass on your broker. And remember, the brokers, the brokers governed by phase. Mm -hmm. Phase is what governs all of us, which is the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act, which says, please make sure you understand the client's requirements, you dispense appropriate advice, you disclose everything in writing that the client needs to know, mm -hmm. and that's what we're governed by. And if we don't do that, we stand, we stand potentially have a claim against us through either the in, in, in insurer or the medical aid or the uh, phase ombud. Phase ombud regulates the behavior of both agents and brokers. All right. We'll take your calls for Brian on 086 uh, Do you have any questions, uh, specific questions that are linked to matters of health care? Uh, we know that as we feel the squeeze of um, the, the state of the economy, one of the things that we often cut back on is our health care costs. 
um, and some of the different options then to explore. So we'll take your call 086-000-2032 on the WhatsApp line 614 That's where we'll take the voice notes and the messages for Brian. Brian, I think there's an important one. Um, one of our listeners out in Google is actually asking you about... Um, the phone line is not working, and I remember you made a, you made an announcement about it last week. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're busy with it. They've been, you know, been, as I say, everything's laborious these days. Mm-hmm. They've been working on it for three weeks. They changed our switchboard. Can't even make an international call from our calls. You've got to phone a, a, another number to get an international call. They, hopefully, by the end of this week, it'll be sorted out. All right. So your phone lines then are still, still down. down. Yeah. All right. So please note, Brian's phone lines are still down. Uh, so if you tr- if you want to get in touch with him, I think um, probably the email will be the best way to do it. But for now, um, you're just going to have to hang ten until they manage to sort out that that phone line issue. Um, somebody here says, "Good morning, Brian. I have a medical aid account that I paid for for four years between 1996 and 2000. Um, I never used my account, which was with one of South Africa's big companies." Can I still claim my funds? I paid around a thousand rand at the time. I'm I'm not sure of the question. Can you still rank 1996 to 2000? Mm, I'm not sure. It's a what, long time yes, ago. I'm not sure what funds you're talking about. Did you have? No, she 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 says that she she was contributing towards medical aid. Yes. Um, so, for those four years, yeah. but never used the account. Yeah. The so fact once you, you know, know the savings look, would still be yeah, there. So savings accounts only really started at the beginning of the 2000s. Mm. Uh, there may have been some companies that had savings accounts, and if they have, whether that vests or whether it vests in your name, I don't know. You would have to contact the medical aid. But let me just make one point, because you talked about 20 years ago. The danger of not being on a medical aid, being over the age of 35, mm. the medical aid is entitled to impose a, Fine. a, a, a penalty mm. being over. And I can tell you, as you get older into your 40s and 50s and 60s and you've never contributed to the medical pool, you're, you, you could get an increasing contribution of up to 75%, which is, remains for the full period that you're a medical aid. So that's why they're encouraging younger people to join but maybe only join on a hospital plan, but older people... I I don't understand this concept of a penalty, Brian, because it's almost like people are being punished. If in your early 20s, 30s, you can't actually afford to be on a medical aid, and as you get older, you become more financially stable and you're able to get on medical aid, why are you being punished because that's what that penalty is. Kathy, I think and that, it's a yeah. lot of money. Okay, I think it's a disgrace. I'll tell you why I think it's a disgrace. They say you haven't contributed to the medical pool, but you haven't claimed from the medical pool. Yes. So why are they penalizing? I've had this discussion. I, 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 I can't win. I lose. That's the, what they tell. That, that's the rule, the regulations. I, I can't understand why someone who joins at 53 has to pay a 50% increase in premium mm. and for life. Mm. It's not as if mm. it's a one year off. And uh, the argument is, but I never claimed from the pool. They maintain it's a pool that the, 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 the more fortunate support the less fortunate and they build, they build this pool that you contribute to even though you've never claimed and therefore, you know. And, and chances are in that period, you were paying for your medical costs yourself. out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah, and and in many ca- cases, people who are healthy didn't have no. to. I agree with you, Kathy. Yeah. So, uh, but Kathy, I'll get involved in many, 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 many uh, uh, conflicts. But 
this is a losing one. Yeah. All right. Um, it's time for the latest news headlines. Let's take the news headlines and then I'm back with your questions for Brian. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. All right, let's take some of the voice note questions that have come through for Brian. I will play one at a time. Um, hello, it's Kaz from Durban. Hello, Kathy and Brian. And thank you for all this wonderful advice. I'm on a hospital plan and I haven't claimed on that hospital plan for oh, about 20 years. But now there's no savings account linked to a hospital plan. So in uh, essence, I've just lost all that money, haven't I? I don't benefit at all. Is there any other suggestion? Thanks, I'll listen on the radio. Kaz, you've been on a hospital plan, which means you didn't have a savings account. You were your own insurer. You know, the only advantage of the savings account is if you have a claim in the first month of the medical aid year, because if you have a claim at the end of the year, you already have saved that money. So you've saved the money. Uh, There's a minimum charge for a hospital plan because there's the potential, the fact that you are one of the fortunate ones and healthy ones, and that's great news, and I hope you continue with good health. But that's what the hospital plan, it's like buying motor insurance. You know, you pay for your motor car, you pay for your householders, you pay for your all risks. Uh, If you don't have a claim, the money's gone. It's protection. It's to give you that protection. You're in the right plan, a hospital plan. Um, but 20 years later, so that means you're already probably, in, in, um, from your voice, I wasn't sure, but in the 40s or 50s, you should be considering talking to someone about gap insurance. It's about five, 600 rand a month. It, it's, not a, it's not a comprehensive in medical aid, but it certainly gives you an opportunity to know that in hospitalization, even and some items outside of hospitalization, you'll be covered. You can get hosp- you can get hospital plans from as little as a few hundred rand. I know my particular hospital plan is about 700 rand, a little bit more upmarket, a little bit more benefits, but you're fine if you've got a hospital plan. Now, you see, what would happen is the money that you would have given the medical aid that you wouldn't have used, you've now got in your own pocket. Uh, I'll give you an example. I've never insured my cell phone, and I lost my cell phone in London two months ago, and I've now got to replace it. And everyone said, well, why aren't you insured? Well, for all those years, I didn't pay insurance. But I also never did something else. I never set aside that money to actually buy the new phone. And, you know, these phones aren't cheap. So I'm just giving you the same example. If you never contributed, you, you know, maybe not a bad idea to put a little bit of money away for that emergency where maybe you may need it, where your, your hospital plan doesn't cover you. Yeah, but, but I suppose that the broader point she's making is that she's got no way of, of making that money back. Well, you don't know. It's, you, it's you, gone, it's gone. Okay, let's put it this way. You don't want to ever make the money back with bad health. Okay. You know, you, you don't want it uh, because, I mean, today, you know, who knows? I mean, today, you know, cancer is such a common illness. Mm. And today, some of the sophisticated drugs that people want to use, that they've been advised to use, haven't been recognized by a drug council. They cost, I mean, someone was telling me yesterday they're paying 6,000 rand a week for a particular drug. That's 24,000 rand a month. Mm. That's nearly something like 360,000 rand a year. So you just never know. You just don't want... A medical aid is like insurance. It's there for a catastrophe for a major habit. Okay. Morning, Katie. Uh, can I ask Brian? Uh, Brian, uh, I'm a healthcare practitioner who's currently working under the government. Uh, the BHF uh, decided to suspend my, my, my practice number 
in a short notice of five days because they said I'm doing the business with the government. So they said they need an Arab form. So my worry is why are they suspending all the medical aid, including the private one like Discover and Bonitas? Thank you. I wish I could help you. I, I don't have an answer yeah. to that at all. Why, you know, you've got to contact the medical council. I mean, yeah. there's the... C Look, I think what we can do for you is that we can get in touch um, with the BHF, uh, the Board of Healthcare, Healthcare Funders, Funders yeah. yeah, just to actually uh, try and, and understand um, what what has happened with, with your particular case. So I'll try and get the producers to get your numbers uh, for us and, and we'll forward that particular question to uh, the BHF directly. Hey, Kathy and Brian. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm in um, my, my late 20s um, and the job I'm working right now is in a private institution and we don't really earn that much um, to afford all the things that we need, including medical aid. So it does become a bit tough and the hope is that we will, um, you know, possibly advance and get to a decent place where we're able to earn a bit better so that we can afford medical aid. Right now, at the cost of living, it is difficult to put everything together inclusive of medical aid. All right, cheers, bye. Thank you for that comment. Mm -hmm. I, would, I was making the point that medical aid is just getting more and more um, expensive in terms of your overall budget. But not to have any sort of form, not maybe to have a top-up form or have an accident policy or, or to have some sort of hospital plan in your late 20s is, you know, uh, there are a lot of cheaper plans available on the mm -hmm. marketplace. We've been waiting for the registrar to approve a lot of these cheap plans, which are, I don't know why it's taking so long. Everything, Cathy, we've discussed takes long. But I understand younger people. Uh, and also remember that if you're on your parents' medical aid as a, as a child dependent, when you get to a certain age, and every medical aid's got different ages, you need to know you can no longer stay on that medical aid if you're working. If you're a student, you can get a dispensation or you could become an adult dependent. But p particularly parents who've got children on your medical aid, just be aware that the medical aid is fully in understanding who this person is, which who this child is, what they're doing, so that you don't find that in the event of some major claim mm -hmm. that cover is refused. All right. Scully in Durban, good morning. Thank you, Kelly. Hi, Scully. And good morning, Kelly. Morning, Scully. Good morning to you, Brian. God bless you for being there. I am just an ordinary pensioner, a government pension, I retired. And I have no financial attitude. And I just want to thank Kathy and Brian for being there for the people that need financial help. Uh, just personally, I'm just thanking you, Brian, from my side, Scully. Uh, yeah, maybe you can help us pensioners by seeing our pension, you know, what's going on in the living conditions. Thank you for being there, and thanks, Kathy, for bringing Brian always. Uh. Please, now that you're shuffling the SAFM uh, programs, don't leave Brian out, please, because a lot of people need financial help. Thank you, Brian, from the bottom of my heart. Ah, Scully, what a lovely yeah. call. Thank you. Scully, you mentioned the word pensioner, and I just want to make one comment, please. Interest rates have gone up. Government retail bonds over a five-year now are paying 11.25. So that is an advantage for pensioners. But I pray and I beg, do not get involved in any scheme that sounds too good to be true. I'm seeing them all the time. 
all the time they're being ad- advertised, registered. People are coming and saying, I made so much money in over a week or two weeks. Pensioners, stay away from these schemes. They are, most of them, 99.99% are get-rich schemes for the people, the promoters of those schemes, and they will take our pensioners' money. All right. Scully, thank you for that lovely call. With your phone lines, Brian, down for now, uh, how do people get in touch? Uh, they can use that inf- that 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 um, that email. email that they can use info that email. at anchorcapital.co.za. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, yeah, and that'll be passed on to me. Okay, all right. So let's use the email address at least until uh, Brian's phone lines are back online. That's info at anchorcapital.co.za. Remember, if you want the template for a live file, Sia, do you have a live file? Sia is our technical director. Do you have a live file, Sia? A file that has all your details. Where if you drop dead today? No, not at, at HR, Sia, at home. Ah, Sia, no, okay. You need to be the first one to send an email to Brian and ask him for a template for a live file. Okay, Sia, a live file. Uh, we all need a live file. The template is available. Just send that uh, email to info at anchorcapital.co.za. Thank you, Brian. Kathy, enjoy your week.